Is it music for the masses? Uh, no. No, I didn't think so. Hello and welcome back to Isopod, the Isolation Podcast music, courtesy of Sacred Lime. Uh, we are coming to you live, one from Fullerton, California, one from Seattle, Washington. I'm Jack, joined by Corey. Corey, how are we doing today? Oh, I've been better, but uh, we got lots of music to talk about. Been been a few weeks. Yep, yep, yep. Been a few weeks. Um, it just turns out that uh, I think we've just um, this has just become a norm here on the on the program. Yeah. Um, and There's uh, a lot I, going on. I, I think I'm the one to blame mostly for for that. I I think I've said that before, but. Um, I, yeah, you know, I don't really have an excuse. It's just, um, we, I just, uh, get a little busy and, uh, I get, I get tired and I don't really want to, you know, no problem. I get tired too. And I don't do anything. So yeah. Should we, uh, talk about music now? Rough start. Um, yeah, let's, (laughs) let's, 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 let's talk music. Corey, what have, uh, what have you been listening to? Lately. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that question. Everywhere, oh my gosh. Uh, I've been listening, like, okay, there's a lot of new music we're going to talk about, but outside of that, when I'm not bumping the brand new stuff, it's like a lot of soft, sad indie rock, like all Phoebe Bridgers inspired, and then just like grimy New York boom bap style rap. Not even New York, but like Freddie Gibbs, Boldy James, Griselda, that, that, that's genre, subgenre. Like, or Flatbush, any of that? Uh, they, they'd fit in that. I haven't been listening to a lot of Flatbush recently, but I should. Hmm. Nice. Um, well, I'm a little opposite, I guess. Um, I've still been, um, on folklore quite a bit. And if you had told me that I would be listening to Taylor Swift for a couple weeks straight in 2020 i don't think i would have believed you but here, here we, we are. are lakes Folklore. uh the lakes or uh the the deluxe edition oh, the, of oh, her the, album the, the with the one Folklore extra album? I, I don't think she actually named it the deluxe thank god no, but uh yeah. we got the extra track which i thought was did. good you didn't love we it did. as much it, as i did but uh it, it was solid i should have put it on the playlist i didn't i'm sorry uh, yeah. there's been a lot of music, a lot of albums released since our last episode, obviously. Um, yep. and a lot of albums I've been pleasantly surprised by, uh, that I didn't think I would expect. Uh, one ar- artist I didn't know at all was Fontaine's DC. Uh, they released, I don't know if it's their debut album. I think it's their second or third actually, but it was the first time I'd heard of them. This is called A Hero's Death and it's this brilliant post-punk album uh they're this irish rock band and i really loved that one uh nos released an album which was a lot better than i anticipated called king's disease nice comeback from the rap mogul glass animals uh dropped an album i liked a lot i think it didn't get the best reviews but i've been going back to a lot of songs on dreamland Mm -hmm. uh vic mensa talk about comebacks uh he dropped the v tape and it was the first music i've enjoyed from him and many years he went on this weird uh like metal yeah metal punk phase which like is fine but i i don't think it worked a lot 
for channeling him. his inner um, Kid Cudi. Right, right. Uh, but he, he kind of explains why he went in that direction on this tape, and it, it was interesting and honest, so I appreciated that. Uh, Duckworth, this L.A. artist, dropped super good. It's just this really smooth, light, fun R&B rap type deal. And then Red Veil, um, I saw his name popping up a lot on Twitter, and I checked out his album called Niagara. And it's a really impressive debut when you consider he's 16 years old and rapping. And, yeah. Anything I missed, Jack? I think you've covered it all. Um, yeah, I mean, the only one that we were hyping up quite a bit was Dominic Fike, but we don't really talk about that too much um, since that was just a disappointment, I thought. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there's been a lot since uh, our, last, our last recording. You enjoy the um, Lecrae album? Oh yeah, Lecrae. Yeah, Restoration that dropped last week. Um, I thought it was okay, not as good as um, his last full-length solo album, um, and I don't think it was better than the um, the Zaytoven tape that he made, that collab tape. Um, or the Metro the Boomin say tape. Amen. Yeah, no, that's it's that was... a fun one. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a decent it's a decent album. It's um, but I mean, considering that he is, you know, uh, in his forties now and still making very quality. I mean, his music that he was making in his early thirties compared to now in his wait, Lecrae's forty. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think he's like forty-one. That 42. surprises me. I but I, I pegged um, him as a thirty-year-old. I'm. I I think he's. I think he's forty-something. Yeah, but um, I think it's pretty impressive when an artist makes better music in his like further down in his career than he did early in his, in his career. I think very often we see, yeah, it's, it's hard to do. It's hard to stay relevant. Right. Um, so, you know, give it, give it a listen. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's decent. Um, Speaking of artists I'm that done. get better I'm with done. age, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. <laughs> let's get to the three albums. We really liked, or I really liked at least. Uh, yeah. first we have the killers, with Imploding the Mirage, their sixth studio album uh, from the Vegas rock band, one of the most successful rock bands of the 21st century. Uh, Imploding the Mirage builds on that legacy with 10 tracks that I thought each kind of played out like a film. They have, they have Most of them have these epic crescendos that descend into the next. They're rich with these sticky refrains and synth rock beats. Um, I was just blown away on first listen and then singing and dancing along after just a couple more. I mean, it's the lyrics and melodies I feel are very simple and easy to uh, just follow yeah, and understand. Yeah, so um, I, I appreciated that on this record. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the moment that Wall of Synth sits like a minute into that intro track, my own soul's warning, I mean... I, I was just drawn in the slightly slower tracks like blowback and lightning fields are kind of more narration driven tracks that still rock and are often focused on Brandon flowers and his relationships. Uh, but my God featuring wise blood was really the anthem for me on an album of anthems. And I love how she harmonizes on that one. Uh, then the title track is such a great way to end it. So killers still making killer music <laughs> boom 
Um, I like how you said that it was a, uh, it felt like a film because that's like how I took it too. Um, everyone kind of had its own like unique, um, I guess like uh, aesthetic to it, you know? And I think that was kind of like the whole plan behind it, especially with the lead, with the lead singles too. It's not, it's definitely not, um, I think it's an, it's definitely an, an improvement for the killers. It was, I was into it, but not as into it as I thought I would be judging from the, uh, the lead singles. Judging from it. my reaction. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and Corey's <laughs> reaction too. Um, yeah. The lead yeah, singles were all, it's always, I mean, this goes back to, you know, artists who start out by making their best albums early in their career. And the Killers are a prime example of that. Making one of, I think it's probably one of my, if not, like, it's probably top three best alternative rock albums I've ever heard, Hot Fuss. Um, yeah, so, I mean, when you make an album like that, it's really tough to uh, continue a career and live up to that. Um, without sounding repetitive um, but I really like how they're how they continue to push their artistry um, yeah there wasn't anything like too new or complex about this album but yeah it, it felt new and fresh I thought right yeah and that's really all you can ask for from uh, from a band that's as legendary as the killers so good for them good on them let's move yeah. to limbo Jack limbo Amine Portland native that's right, five hundred three. Yeah, dude. Uh, he's making the the city proud with uh, with his music. I think. Um, I don't think I've listened to an uh, Amine project and not been impressed by um, his style. It's very unique and totally Amine. I mean, I know when I'm listening to an Amine track, um, and I mean, you got like I think he's he definitely built on his um, uh, his his previous project 1.5 um which was essentially just a collection of of bangers um and this one's certainly got those but um uh man i think this one really solidified amine as a uh uh as a pure lyricist whereas like i feel like his debut um you know i felt like it was filled with a lot of more like pop rap kind of style of um, of tracks, um, you know, you got that obviously Caroline, which is his, uh, uh, his, his most popular, but I think this one, he really goes into, um, uh, his lyrical side, which I really appreciated while also delivering some really fun, um, and energetic tracks. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's, it's definitely an improvement from what we had, uh, uh, with his last full length, um, as well as his debut. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a good building block. Absolutely. I'll, I'll admit, I, I kind of pegged Amine as a one hit wonder when I heard Caroline in that yeah. first album. Yeah. And oh, oh, oh boy, was I wrong. Big surprise. Oh, oh, oh my. Uh, I, I mean, Burden, the first track on Limbo really sets the tone. It's this heavy song surrounding race in America um, and then you get Woodlawn, which is still the hit for me with these dizzying, hilarious references sure. and double entendres. He's got that Kobe interlude next and how, how, how Kobe's death kind of made him, uh, question I and see, I love the, that his, Kobe interlude. see the world differently. Yeah. Um, and then Roots with Jid and Charlie Wilson is the first of some really great features on this project. Um, 
He's got injury reserves, slow tie, Vince Staples, and Summer Walker. I thought they were all great additions that kind of give the album the variety his previous work kind of lacked and kind of pushed Amine to go in some different sounds and directions that he doesn't usually. So I thought all the all the the features were really great on this one. Yeah, um, very well placed. I think Becky, though, the solo track, has kind of stuck with me the most. It's this heartbreaking story about racism he experienced while growing up dating a white girl in Portland. Um, and then my reality caps off Limbo on a really high note with Amine kind of finding peace. And it's, I, I didn't realize this until I read it yesterday, but Daniel Caesar is the one that delivers the outro on that one. I don't know why he wasn't credited with the feature, but oh, wow. I thought it was a cool way to end the album. Wow. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So uh, good on Amine. One of, one of my favorite rap records from the year so far. I agree. I agree. I was... Uh, I mean, expectations were pretty high because all of the singles were great. I mean, really you got Shimmy, Riri, uh, compensating with Young Thug. I forgot to talk about the Thug feature. I mean, we already have. Well, yeah, we, ta- we, we touched on that a few weeks ago. But yeah, um, but yeah I mean... I was yeah, I was uh I was happy with it, um and I've been I've been listening to it periodically, um but it's a it's a it's a really good one to go back to, um, but yeah I, that that Kobe interlude the first time I heard that I was like oh my that's so great, that was just perfect, um, uh so finishing off uh from the albums that stuck with us um we got Bright Eyes, uh with their new full length um I know this one hit pretty pretty good for Corey um when it when it dropped we got that really nice i really loved uh that single that we had um persona non grata persona non grata yeah and i don't yeah, know if I you saw their live the performance heat, of that hit. song no um, on what i'll have to uh, i forgot where they pl- i think it was on some local radio station i'll have to send it to you it's great um i think it's just uh the lead singer i connor oberst connor oberst exactly course connor obers there you go but yeah it's um i think it's just him um going acoustic on that so nice but yeah that was, that was a great intro to uh uh to that album yeah well well the intro itself i didn't actually love it's called page turner's rag and it's like this bar scene conversation featuring connor his ex-wife and his mom um connor said he associates those nights with happiness but uh, it's it's not how I would have began the record. Uh, luckily, I don't have many more complaints from there on out. Uh, the sounds are fresh and contemporary, touching on 808s, Americana, uh, and dabbling into like complex electronic sounds throughout the record. But it, it's it's always the Connor Ober show, and Connor has endured the loss of his brother and a divorce since his last record. They haven't released an album in nine years. Um, but these events loom amidst the societal angst that Connor and Bright Eyes have been known for. Um, but yeah, if, if you dig beyond Connor's voice, which of course seems like he's always on the verge of crying, uh, there, there's many songs and references to optimism and love and hope. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to keep on listening to this one. There's much more to digest. I mean, I, I talked about how like the killers was like a really easy listen to, you know, digest and, uh yeah. dance and learn the lyrics too but th- this one this one's gonna take some time and um i'm enjoying it so far pan and broom tilton whirl and callus to dover are the big standout tracks i'd recommend 
Cool. Want to jump into the playlist? Let's do it. Um, so like we did last time, I believe, uh, since we haven't recorded in a while, Corey, just, Corey and I just have picked our five favorites. That yeah, we have we, we've chosen. done it like seven episodes in a row at yeah, this point. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, uh, our, our, our listeners, I think, are pretty We good. used to list off all like 90 songs that we've put on playlists since our last episode, but... Uh, terrible idea. Someone told us they hated that, so uh, ter- we're just going to go <laughs> with our idea. five favorite. Uh, we are updating the playlist even if we aren't, uh, you know recording episodes so look out for that yeah every every week the playlist is is brand new so um we 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 keep it fresh that way at the very least um well my first um is uh a track that released the day the the last time we recorded that day it it dropped this is a a new single from novo amor um opaline i think that's how you say it but oh my uh I thought that I had heard my favorite Novo Amor song uh, with Decimal, but um, I think this is it right here. Another Tomorrow, artist that keeps getting better with this, age. <laughs> I, 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 I should never say, oh, yeah, this is the best song that I've heard. And then the next track, it's the best one I've ever heard. So We, we tend to do that a lot, you and I. Yeah, we do. It doesn't have to be their best song to be a great song. No. No, but I, you know, I, I, I tend to exaggerate everything that I, that I say. So that, that's just, you know, the nature of, uh, my reaction. So anyway, Opaline, I love this song so much. It's this gorgeous track with a swirling piano instrumental that complements the vocals so perfectly, um, all about, uh, wanting to feel differently in a relationship that you, you know, want to work out to, you know, like the the best that you know both both people want um in that relationship but um just finding that place where you just can't you just can't get to that place um in the relationship so just coming to terms with that um really really beautiful uh track um and uh new novo more on the way uh album um uh it's called i'm gonna butcher this cannot so so cannot so whatsoever so cannot whatsoever something like that just keep on the lookout for it all right we'll let you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll let you know when it we'll give, you an, we'll give you an update next week when it's actually called uh jack are you gonna guess all my songs i have them in chronological order this this oh, first yeah, one should dude. be really easy because it also dropped the day of our last episode yeah um well uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Billie Eilish track for sure. That's going to be your first pick, right? There it is. The best. Are, oh, you're going to get some all right now? Uh, do you want me to right now? No. Uh, so the first <laughs> one is My Future by Billie Eilish. Dropped the day of our last episode back in July. Billie, the 18-year-old Gen Zer, sings about the things that older generations have stolen from her her generation. Anyways, it's really an optimistic song, though where Billy pens a love letter to her future self, which is so refreshing considering most of her dark lyrical content in her earlier work and debut album. Um, it's about, it's a song about finding a light in the darkest of times. And yeah, Billy just continues to impress. impress. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, just continues to, to get better for sure. Um, next song for me is, uh, a surprise single from the weekend featuring Juice World. Yeah. Um, did not uh, was not anticipating this collaboration, um, 
But I guess, I didn't know this, but I guess they leaked it back in 2018. Uh, they first teased it on their Instagram, uh, on the weekend's Instagram. Um, and so, yeah, I don't really know who I like more on this song, Juice or uh, Abel. Um, I think when the weekend comes in on his verse towards the latter half, it's just this smooth transition um, that just fits perfectly. Um, and... I think it's their first collaboration, if I'm not mistaken, but it just, it seems like the, I mean, seamless collab for both artists um, in terms of their, their style of music. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it definitely made sense. Um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying this one. Uh, again, RIP Juice, this was a, a really great, um, I think this was a, a just a, it's a perfect Juice World song in general, but also it's a it's a it's a nice single um, uh, to honor him for sure. Nice. My next track. Your next track is going to be "By Any Means" by Georgia Smith. <laughs> two for two. Uh, the British singer spits this sultry, unapologetic track for it, it's for this Rock Nation. Uh, reprise album that's supposed to drop soon I think Mm -hmm. Uh, but Georgia said it was inspired by attending a protest and leaving thinking how can I keep this conversation going and she does it by any means with this melodic rap delivery very reminiscent of her blue lights hit Um, lots of poignant bars and Georgia's voice is one of my favorites in the world so yeah outstanding track outstanding um Next one for me is uh, my, I mean, I've been very vocal about this band, the Japanese house. They are, yeah, I, I could have guessed that one. Amber, uh, Dion, she dropped this just collaboration that I was not anticipating in 2020. She made this song Dion with Justin Vernon of all people, Boney Vare. Um, and it's like, you know, it's I you just you just know when you see those two names pop up on a song, not even hearing the song. I just knew it was going to be a song that I would be listening to for the rest of the year and years to come. It is this gorgeous um, song on Amber reminiscing on a friendship that she had um, bumping Dion Warwick um, uh, during their friendship and just, you know, like. Uh, making memories um, uh, throughout London. It's I I love it so much. Justin handles the chorus on this track, um, and they ho- they hooked up with uh, the same. They have the same producer, B J Burton, which I did not know, and so that's how this collaboration came about. Um, I read that Amber was. Um, talking about doing a collab with Justin for quite a while, but never actually met him face to face. And Justin just, after she, uh, she met him, Justin sent her, um, a chorus, um, uh, that ended up being the chorus for this track. Um, so really, really great song. Um, uh, this comes on the Chewing Cottonwool EP, um, there's another song on there that's kind of like an intro track. And then uh, yeah. she also put the Chewing Cottonwool single that came out in 2019, as well as Something Has to Change, which was um, both of those were uh, some of my top songs from last year. So right. um, 
yeah, just a, a per, another perfect collaboration. Very nice. Speaking of perfect cap collaborations, you're not going to guess. All right. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get this one. I was going to guess. Um, and it, keep going. Keep going. We have cereal. Uh, I think oh, it's an IDK wow, dang song. It. Dang it. Maybe an IDK and Jid song featuring Kenny Mason. Who cares? It's got all three of them on it. It's <laughs> a certified cares? banger, up temper, <laughs> overwhelming beat filled with all sorts of percussion, drum synths. The, the beat itself is just masterful. And then Jid displays why he's an elite rapper showing off all his dizzying flows. Kenny oh, yeah. Mason, the, the hungry rookie, shows he belongs. Digital with one of my favorite <laughs> verses of the year. It made me go back to his uh, Angelic Hood Rat record from earlier in the year. And then the drums kind of pull back to reveal this choir for IDK to spit the final verse. Just just a great, great track. What a chorus. I love it. What a chorus. What a song. Um, yeah, what a, that, that's, a, that's a certified Jack Banger right there for sure. Um, haven't done those in a while, by the way. Um, we 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 seem to tease at some uh, some different um, offshoot uh, segments on this show, but never really follow through. So that's just an isopod uh, tradition, I guess. At this point, um, right. next up for me is uh, we kind of teased it a little earlier. Uh, Dominic Fike. Um, this is the closing song off of his new album. Um, Florida is the name of the song. Um, unfortunately this was the, I guess fortunately for this song, but unfortunately for the album, this was the only new song that I really enjoyed, um, off of that new album, minus the, uh, uh, the singles, of course. Um, but yeah, this is just a, a great, uh, a great finisher and something that, um, when I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is what I was hoping for with this album, you know, something like, something like this. I don't know, like the, the album as a whole, it just felt a little erratic and not really put well put together and this song is just so like tight and even though it's four plus minutes in length it's it's just a um it's just a per i think it's i think it's just great um and it's it's a it's a perfect dominic fike song um yeah i don't really have anything to say about that so there you go very nice um i know what i know what you're gonna pick next by the way yeah right um Corey is going to go with Sweet Summer Sweat by Dijon and Jimmy Stack. Is that ha, wrong. Next song, Video Game. By if you don't if you don't Suf pick that song, e. and Stevens. I definitely pronounced it wrong last time. Our friend Matt asked me how to pronounce his name, and it is Sufian. And oh, nice. I'm admittedly new to Stevens, but I'm shocked by his ability to present these seemingly complex experiences with very limited lyrics. Similar to America, Stevens mostly just repeats his I don't want to play, I don't want to play your video game. And he offers, he, he, he does offer some lyrics that suggest he's, he's avoiding being controlled by someone and living his own life. But that's, that, that's the main lyrical content on here. And, and the beat swells and does all sorts of cool stuff. But it just feels like such a complete song. It just feels like such a complete song. Yeah. And it's it's backed by this mid-tempo pop rock inspired fusion. Um, yeah. Really minimal, but really great. I, yeah. I, I like this one a lot. So I'm, I'm 
excited for the next Stevens record. Yeah, that's a great one too. Um, following that America single, of course, that we had uh, a few weeks back. Um, finishing off the uh, uh, the picks for me this week um, is a song that actually dropped earlier today. Um, it's a song called right. Mirror by none other than Porter Robinson, who has been uh, slowly but surely rolling out his second full-length album, Nurture, um, which we will be getting in 2020 at some point, but this is the third single from that album. Um, and I thought that uh, I had my favorite song of 2020 with his first single, but this might be, uh, this might be taking that place very soon um this song is about the costs of being hard on yourself in the workplace um in relationships in all walks of life really um and i think i don't know reflecting on this song i've been listening to it all day pretty much leading up to this episode but i think what makes this song so great and really the single so far has been um his ability to merge this like gap between alternative music fans and like traditional EDM fans. Cause I wouldn't consider myself an EDM fan really, or I mean kind of electronic music for, yeah, kind of, but like EDM, not really. Um, but I think it's just a perfect blend of both sides. Um, and it's just, it, I mean, this song is just so heart wrenching and, um, sonically it keeps me engaged for all five minutes. Um, it's the longest song so far that we've gotten that are te- that's teasing up towards this album. Um, but, I mean, you can really feel uh, Porter's um, heart and soul on, on this track. It's, it, it comes from a pretty vulnerable and personal place, I think. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I think this is uh, just a... I think this is a, a great example of how artists, when they get to be so big they can still relate to their fans by, you know, pulling from personal experiences and um, just always, I don't know, going back to that place, which is, it's really tough to do, but I think it makes for really great music. Um, And this is, I think this is just a great example. Um, So listen to this. Very nice. My final track, only one I already told Jack, so he doesn't get to guess. It is Down Reverence. Just came out Monday. It's a big song, Big Sean single featuring Nipsey Hussle. Um, it is the first single for Sean's Detroit 2 album, set to drop September 4th. Um, Nipsey, the street legend, opens with words from the heavens. R.I.P. Nip, your voice will live on forever. Um, Sean then unloads. Unloads about... Losing a baby, about anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts. He clears up his beef, if you even want to call it that, with Kendrick, and much more. It's it's a lot to take in on first listen, especially uh, with Nipsey and his voice and his legacy. Um, but I, I, I was really impressed by this, and I hope uh, Detroit 2 shows more of this uh, vulnerable side of Big Sean. Because uh, I really enjoyed it. And that's all we got, I think, this episode, Jack. That's it. That's all, folks. We're, th- um, we're 32 minutes in. Uh, maybe not quite on the actual recording, but uh, I, 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 well, I think we can call it. 
We'll see it. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we got in post-production, huh? That's right. Well, uh, check out the next booze cruise and we'll see you guys, uh, uh on the next episode. Cruising it. <laughs>